Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's a very rare bear. I'm Kelly Anakin. <laughs> and I'm Thomas Schneider. We are properly married. It's not much to go on. It really isn't. Yeah, I guess that's true. It could mean any number of things. <laughs> but let's not get into that. Let's not. This is our fourth day of Downton. That's right. On the fourth day of Downton, my podcast gave to me four browns of bearing. Three witches witching. Two dummies dumbing. And McGovern being McG. All right. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah. Hey, we finally got it together, everybody. Merry holidays. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Happy winter. Uh, honestly, I like it better generic. Yeah, me too. Honestly, because yeah. like you don't know what people's lives are. Yeah, I, it's true. I, uh, a, a topic about which this movie has uh, things to say. It does. And as I said on Clone High, specificity be the <laughs> enemy of unity. Jolly Snowflake Day, Angel. <laughs> it's just not Snowflake Day without a lamb taco. <laughs> lamb tacos are delicious, no matter the time of year. It's true. But that's so, an aside. We haven't even said. Right. Oh my gosh. We were maybe the most excited about this it, one. It's true. And uh, we may yet reach heights. We still have two thirds of the days of Downton to get through. That's true. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Paddington, which we're covering today, mm-hmm. probably my favorite movie I saw in 2015. It came out Christmas 2014. Right. Uh, I interestingly, saw it. We each saw it separately. Well, I saw it twice on a plane. Yeah. I think, was it when I went to New York? I think. Or were we together? No, no I think it was, it was for your time, brother's wedding. Right. And we were not sitting we together. We were not sitting together. So I'm sitting on the plane, uh, doing my various plane things that <laughs> right. I do. And, you know, Paddington is showing. And I basically watch. Uh, from about the time that Nicole Kidman shows up and makes that fireball in the Browns' house mm-hmm. on silent. I wasn't listening to the dialogue, but I was so very captivated that I watched it all without the sound. And then they played it over mm-hmm. again. Or maybe on the way back they played it again and I watched it with maybe the sound. So, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. But so I watched it with the sound and oh man, it's such a good movie. It made me cry and cry. Yeah. Uh, you know, happy, good, cathartic tears, mm-hmm. not like in a sad way per se, although yeah. there are very sad parts in this movie. Mm-hmm. But, but it's yeah. so good. And so Kelly just raved about it. And so I then on a different flight that I think that when I was by myself, uh, it was on the thing. And I was like, well, Kelly, was it when you it. went to Toronto, maybe that might have been it. Yeah. Um, but whenever it was, and, and I was like, wow, Kelly oh, was right. Such that a good movie. It's so good. Well, and as we've said, and we'll get into this even more with Mr. Stink when we get there, mm-hmm. Hugh Bonneville <sighs> should always be acting with children. Mm-hmm. He just always should be. It brings out absolutely the best parts of him as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. And is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah, movie. He's, he's the Downton tie in for this, uh, this yes, episode. Hugh Bonneville as Mr. Brown. Mm-hmm. And, Oh my gosh. The IMDb trivia page for this movie <laughs> is such a delight. Yeah. I'll probably call out a couple of things as we go, but mm-hmm. just visit it yourself. There's like just a wealth of trivia. And I never read Paddington. Mm-hmm. I don't think as a I, kid. I definitely did. Um, I read Corduroy, who was a bear with overalls. <laughs> right. As made of to, Corduroy. As opposed to the coat. Well, so and as opposed different... to being a bear who was named Paddington after Paddington Station. Yeah. So it wasn't like either of them had a super creative name. Yeah. No, I, I definitely did. And I remembered it fondly enough. It wasn't like one of my like go-to things Well, but as in a kid. Britain, it's huge. Mm-hmm. This was the top grossing movie for Britain in 2014 Mm -hmm. which is crazy if that's true because it came out in December right that is crazy but also people in Britain go bananas Mm -hmm. for Paddington Mm -hmm. well because the author whose name Michael Bond Uh is his name so he like Paddington is like the whole thing with the tag around his neck right. is based on the children who were evacuated from London mm-hmm. during the Blitz. And I think that's part of it. Like it strikes that chord. Yeah. And he is just beloved. They didn't even capitalize on Paddington. So the first Paddington book appeared in 1958. Mm-hmm. There weren't even Paddington bears and merchandise that you could buy until 1974, no. which I think is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, oh my gosh, this movie, 
within the first 30 seconds (laughs) is so much better than cinderella as a whole right like every frame is dynamic it's beautifully photographed yeah it is exciting it has everything that kids love and grown-ups love Mm -hmm. it's you know sentimental and funny and just it's creative it it's clever it's uh, i mean it, it is just you know too completely enthusiastic thumbs up from us yeah absolutely like honestly like stop listening to this and just go watch paddington again agreed because we're gonna recap it but i don't know that this is gonna be that long (laughs) because we don't have basically any complaints about this movie right we have maybe one complaint okay which we'll get to later okay but even that gets mitigated yeah yeah, so it's like you tell me (laughs) paddington perfect movie or the perfectest movie it's Um, fantastic it is wonderful if you have a child in your life uh show them this movie children if you're listening show this to a grown-up in your life Mm -hmm. literally everybody's going to be happy yeah there is something for everyone in this movie it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. so let's recap it so everybody can just get back to watching paddington (laughs) over the entire holiday season that's right so it starts all off- of our podcasts from here on out are just gonna be, you know, we are gonna do blah blah blah, but just go watch Paddington again. <laughs> like we maybe should have saved it for last, maybe we, but we couldn't wait. Any we longer. couldn't wait to watch it. Like we've been like since we started watching things. We're just like, should we watch Paddington now? Should we watch Paddington now? We would have actually watched it sooner, except I accidentally had a Russian version. So yes, that, yeah. which honestly I would watch. <laughs> now that we've rewatched it in English, I would love to see the Russian voice work. <laughs> Well, we'll keep that as an option. Okay. Well, let us dive in. Right. As we start off with newsreel footage uh, that is uh, sponsored by the Geographers Guild of Britain, not a real society. But also very exciting for Tom, who was a uh, third place National Geography B winner That's right. in his region. In in my state. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. In, oh, in your state. Yeah. I was... I have been misidentifying no, you. You're, you're, you're slight. I was third place in my region in the spelling bee. I was top 10 in the state in ah, the Geography B. Okay. I'm conflating your achievements yeah. Bo- as a child. Both cases, almost, but not quite at the national level. The Tom so, Schneider story. Yeah. <laughs> Did not get the free trip to Washington, D.C. in either case. Uh, nonetheless, uh, this is not a trip to D.C. It is a trip to darkest Peru. And, Which somehow uh, manages to not be at all racist. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not from Peru. I, I suspect that it was slightly more so in the book, but I think that's one of the things that both the movie and I think in my vague recollections, the book does well is take these sort of almost kind of colonialist, like Rudyard Kipling type tropes and reclaim and them, turn them around because this movie becomes very much about, you know, how, how people from other cultures are deserving of homes and, and deserving of English homes and yes. deserving of being part of Britain. Well, and I mean, in a larger sense, Western homes right. with the Syrian refugee crisis and man is Canada handling that well. Yeah, that's true. Just wow. You know, any of our listeners in Canada, our hats are off to you and your shockingly handsome prime minister. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I also learned that Michael Bond wanted Paddington to be from darkest Africa. But in the course of his researches, he learned that there had been no bears in Africa since, you know, some time. Oh, okay. Um, so he found out that the spectacled bear, mm, my mm-hmm. favorite kind of bear, comes mm-hmm. from Peru. So there's some... There's some knowledge behind it, which mm-hmm. to me makes it less awful. Well, I understand. Well, and it's like, you know, it's it's not darkest Peru in the same way that you would say it about where people are from. Right. You right. know? Yeah. This is darkest Peru in the sense that humans have not gone there. Right. And it's, you know. Which it's, makes it of the natural world and not a judgment on any person that might be from there. And again, at least in the movie, there. the only person that describes it as darkest Peru is Paddington. is Paddington. And who also describes it as his home and the most wonderful place in the world. And he got that. That nomenclature from this explorer mm-hmm. who was there 40 years ago right right so you know yeah anyway it's interesting it is interesting so anyway the newsreel footage covers uh this guy this explorer meeting these bears who it turns out can talk also it turns out boy those newsreels on these expeditions got lots of different angles and coverage in their shots Shh. <laughs> quiet <laughs> you're ruining the magic <laughs> 
I'm not ruining the magic. It is a delightful fantasy. The visual style of this movie actually reminds me of George of the Jungle, Hmm. which is another movie that I love. Yeah. uh, Which I learned recently we're watching on Christmas. Oh. Yeah. All right. So we're watching that on Christmas. (laughs) Good to know. Um, No, I mean, it's just, it's that same jungly, fun, very kinetic camera Mm -hmm, moving mm -hmm. thing. And that's not just in this newsreel, but it's, the whole movie is just so you know, fast paced and in motion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what we learn is that, uh, bears like marmalade, which the explorer has. He also gives them in a, a snow globe of London and, uh, you know, they can talk and speak English. Uh, and so he heads off and he, as he's leaving, he throws them his hat to keep. And he says, if you ever find yourself in London, you can be sure of a warm welcome. Yeah. We'll probably never hear about that again. <laughs> right. Well, but he also, he's left them with, you know, like, uh, British language mm-hmm. records to learn the language and all these sort of like knickknacks, which again, yeah. well, although it is shown that when he heads out on his expedition, uh, this movie is delightfully self-aware about like being British. Right, right. So it's like he's traveled with like a grandfather clock and all of these like insane British accoutrement. Yeah. And this movie is really funny in this very like low key way, even though there's a lot of like very like hijink heavy set pieces. But it's still. But somehow. No, it's, it's funny without having to draw attention to the fact that it's being funny. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why it's good for anyone of any age. Mm-hmm. Because no matter how arch you are, you can appreciate the arch humor. Mm-hmm. If you're a little baby kid who's like three or four, you can laugh at all of the silly physical scrapes right. that Paddington gets into. Yeah. You know, if you're a kid, you can be like, ugh, mom and dad. And if you're a parent, you can be like, ugh, kids are so difficult. And if you're an aging housekeeper, I think you're just sitting pretty. Right. Mrs. Bird has a great life. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, before we get there, it's many years later, still in darkest Peru, and uh, well, I'll just call him Paddington, which is not his name yet and won't be for a few scenes, but anyway, Paddington. We are not gifted with Judy's facility with languages and cannot pronounce his bear name. Correct. Uh, but uh, voiced by Whishaw. Whishaw! <laughs> That's right. Who we're just going to call Paddington. I didn't even know it was Whishaw. No, me neither. And he's so good. Mm, he, he is. He should possibly always be Paddington. Yeah. Because, like, I've enjoyed him kind of in other stuff, but, like, <laughs> this was, like, the best use of his talent. Agreed. Uh, good news, everyone. There is going to be a Paddington sequel mm-hmm. released in 2017. So, like, mark your calendars. Yeah. And just great casting all up and down. I mean, I Bonneville we already discussed. It's a British movie. Yeah, I mean, right. I guess, you know, obviously, but still. You know, Michael Gambon's got a voice in there. Jim Broadbent plays a character. Mm -hmm. Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Who I'm like, oh, I see why they cast you as the doctor. If (laughs) I didn't hate Stephen Moffat so much, I would watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Why has Nicole Kidman not been playing villains literally the entire time? Yeah. It's clearly like... She clearly was supposed to be doing that the whole time. Yeah. If you think of Moulin Rouge and Satine as the villain, (laughs) mind blown. (laughs) Back in darkest Peru, it is Marmalade Day. <gasps> Marmalade Day! That's right. The oranges are ripe. And so everybody's excited and racing around and doing various Rube Goldberg contraptions uh, to produce all the marmalade. Uh, Aunt Lucy has a great marmalade recipe. Aunt Lucy, voiced by Imelda Staunton, mm-hmm. who is married to Jim Carter, who plays Mr. Carson, who was our Downton connection in the previous episode. <laughs> right. Uh, Uncle Petruzzo. Pa- Pastuzo. Pastuzo. Yeah. Uh, is excited. You know, everybody's excited. In the book, Paddington's bear name was Pastuso, not to be confused with Uncle Pastuso. Oh, okay. It was a Z in Uncle Pastuso's name and an S on the end in Paddington's name. Oh, gotcha. Again, didn't read the books. Not sure what that means, but <laughs> right. just passing along what I've gleaned from the internet. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so they uh, made all their marmalade and they're hanging out, listening to their English language records. Uh, but then, which are all about all the ways you can say it's raining in England, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's English language and like etiquette, yes. essentially. Uh, but then there is an earthquake on Marmalade Day with all those glass jars. Yeah, uh, so they're all running. They're running for the earthquake shelter that they have. But sadly, Uncle Pastuzo does not make it to the shelter. He does not make it to the shelter. And as they are trying to sort of like see where he is, a big tree falls on the shelter. Yeah. Both Paddington and Aunt Lucy survive, but Uncle Pastuzo has died. Yeah. So very like upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. But as we've discussed, this is how kids movies and books are. Mm -hmm. They're like, what if your whole world changed suddenly? Yeah. 
would you be able to handle it? Mm-hmm. And so that's what happens here. So uh, Aunt Lucy and Paddington take a boat down to... They paddle a canoe. That's right, down to the seaside. Uh, and Lucy sneaks Paddington on a, into a lifeboat that says that she is not coming. She is too old to make this trip. She will stay in the home for retired bears. When we retire, can we call it the home for retired bears, please? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so she says that Paddington is going to be okay. And she tells him about, and it's like, well, you know, it gets dusty. Because she, she's <laughs> like that it's, you know, there was a war where the explorer was from. And they sent kids out on the trains and they put a tag on them to say, will you please take care of this kid? And they did. And they won't have forgotten. And it just, you know, and I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get too political about it. But come on, everybody. Like, you know, watch that scene. Then talk to me about immigration and refugees. Yeah. Anyway, so Paddington's on the lifeboat, and he's got a suitcase, and the suitcase is full of nothing but marmalade. (laughs) (laughs) Marmalade is the most repeated word in this movie, (laughs) according to the IMDb trivia. It seems very probable. Actually, whenever this movie gets too sad, it is always a joke about marmalade. Like, right after that. Anytime you're like, emotions, they're like, marmalade. Calm down. It has all the vitamins and minerals a young bear needs for the day. And you're like, ah. Yeah. By the way, uh, Paddington always keeps a marmalade sandwich in his hat, which is something he learned from his Uncle Pastusa. It is what a wise bear does. Yes. For emergencies. So he makes it to England and uh, stows away in some mail sacks and jumps off in Paddington Station. Uh, everybody's very busy and in suits and ignoring him. Which, he- like, he's trying to talk to them. And I'm like, how many talking bears have you seen recently, people? Yeah. Like, does this happen every day? Yeah. And granted, I mean, I guess, you know, talking or about... Or for that matter, non-talking bears. Yeah, just bears. Yeah. But maybe if the witches is an alternate universe, so is Paddington. Maybe so. You know, where sometimes there's bears that talk. Yeah. It, it's... People generally react surprisingly calmly yeah. to Paddington's They're existence. as well adjusted to Paddington existing as Luke and Bruno were to being turned into mice in The Witches. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So the night has fallen. It's 8.30. It's not like the middle of the night. Uh, but Paddington is sitting alone, feeling sad. Uh, and so he's about to eat a sandwich and a pigeon comes along and he's like, oh, I'll feed you too, pigeon. And then he looks up and there's like a hundred pigeons. Smash cut. <laughs> oh man, these pigeons, guys. Yeah. Poof. Not since those seagulls in Finding Nemo have we laughed so hard at birds. Yeah, that's it is an amazing running gag. It is so great, like yeah. Monty Python worthy. Uh, so another train pulls up, and uh, Lord Grantham. I wrote him down as LG throughout this whole thing because I'm just so used to writing him down that way. Mr. Brown, the Brown oh, family. Man. They arrive, establishing their characters. Mr. Brown is... Uh, He's very fussy and risk-averse. Fussy and risk-averse. Uh, the mother is... Uh, she's well, a free spirit. She's a free spirit. She went for a naked plunge in a Victorian bathing pond in their <laughs> outing that day. Uh, Judy is very embarrassed by this. And Jonathan is a rambunctious young boy. Yeah. He really gets the shortest shrift, I think. He does a little bit. Boy, but really it's gender stereotyping in the opposite direction, so... Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I like them all, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Well, that's... I mean, it's kind of the... The the children are a little bit opposite of the parents in terms of their... Gender. Yeah, like in, in, in that the daughter is the one that's more, you know, risk-averse in mm-hmm. her social way. Anyway... As soon as they get off the train, you guys, Hugh Bonneville is a treasure. He is. I mean, I think, you know, we have issues with Lord Grantham on Downton Abbey. Right. And we never want those to get in the way of how much we love Hugh Bonneville. Yeah. Like, he's so good. He's so good in this. Yeah. So right- As soon as he's, he's the first voice of the family that you hear, and it's immediately, it's not an un-LG-like character right, right it isn't but it's fun but, to see him in a contemporary milieu yeah well and he's just it's funny how slight the shift is between him as lord grantham and him as a comic character yes because, because it's very slight yeah yeah like he could be doing either character yeah in yeah. this movie mm-hmm. uh because he, he sees paddington he's like oh look out keep your eyes averted you know yeah. <laughs> the bear's just clearly looking for a handout <laughs> 
But then his wife can't resist and, and asks Paddington what his deal is, and Paddington explains. Uh, Lord Grantham is very skeptical about all this, but Mary's like, no, you can stay with us for the night, and she convinces them that, that Paddington can stay. So they're at a diner of some sort, and uh, LG's sitting there with Paddington, learns his bear name, uh, which he cannot pronounce. I wonder how you write his bear name in bear. Right, because he can read and write. Yeah. He, he writes to his Aunt, Aunt Lucy all the time, so that it is an interesting question. But this is not a like make-it-or-break-it world-building problem that no, I have. That <laughs> agreed. Uh, the family returns. They've been asking around at the station, but they don't have any... Nobody knows what to do with Paddington, so they're they're going to keep him for the night. Uh, and then uh, this is the point at which he actually gets named Paddington. They they don't know what to name him. Uh, Mary sees the Paddington station sign right over his head. Boom. Chimes. It's all set. <laughs> uh, he also gets into a series of mishaps with the food on the table, including a ketchup dispenser shaped like a tomato, which, why don't we have those in America? Those I don't adorable. know, honey. It is adorable. <laughs> He tries to eat it and says it must not be ripe. And it's just like, and it's, uh, Paddington's so great because, okay, so Paddington is very smart, but he still doesn't know a lot of things that kids know. Right. Like, don't eat the ketchup tomato. <laughs> yeah. Or that scotch tape will ruin your life. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know these things. And yeah. he's just, he's such a great protagonist. He is. I love him so much. Yes. He got cream on his butt in this scene. <laughs> he does. Very much does. <laughs> So it's much right cream on his butt. <laughs> oh man! And then they get in a cab to go home, mm -hmm. and they shoot London like they do New York in every movie about New York. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no wonder this was the highest grossing movie. <laughs> Everybody in London was like, yeah, I'm from there. Like you know, wherever. <laughs> right. Sure. But like, it's yeah, so great. It's a whole London and montage. The cabbie is Matt Lucas mm -hmm. from Little Britain, or if you're me, he played Monsieur Tenardier <laughs> in the Les Mis uh, 25th anniversary concert with Nick Jonas, which we don't talk about <laughs> right uh and there's and there's a great joke too there where they had this whole montage and then and then lord grantham's like why did you take us such a roundabout route yeah <laughs> um so yeah they they continue discussing the situation and agrees just for the night and then he will go to uh an institution and they're like you mean an orphanage and it's like dum bum bum <laughs> Uh, and Lord Grantham tries to claim that, no, not an orphanage, but it's like uh, kind of going to They're going be... to take him to the authorities. Yeah, yeah. Which is a very uh, sanitized, anodyne way of saying an orphanage. Yeah. Uh, Paddington reveals at this point about the explorer, and so they're like, oh, well, maybe we can find this guy, except you don't know his name. So bummer. Lord Grantham places a phone call to add insurance coverage for the night that this bear is staying here. <laughs> Which turns out to be a very good idea. <laughs> uh, at this point, we meet Mrs. Bird. <gasps> Played by Julie Walters, who was Mrs. Weasley in the Harry Potter movies and also did other things. I think she was maybe in Billy Elliot. I think I've, she was a ballet teacher. I have no idea. That just came to me, so it could be wrong. <laughs> That's fine. That was not from the trivia page. Yeah, she is a relative of undefined degree uh, that is more or less there as a housekeeper. Uh, but is she I, a relative of theirs? It said at some point that she is some kind of relative. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I originally just thought They also apparently at some point say that Mrs. Brown is a illustrator of books. Yes, they do say that. So I missed that completely. Oh, yeah. No, that... that. Although I may have gotten it on a previous viewing. Yeah, because then that comes in at the end. Right, anyway. I know. Um, yeah, so we meet her. She says that there's a storm coming. Her knees never lie. Uh, meanwhile, Paddington, who's been told to freshen up, is mysterious... Is, is, confusedly making his way around the bathroom he puts the toothbrushes in his ears and it is gross and then he tastes it which is exactly what kids would do yeah or me currently <laughs> uh and then that's gross so he drinks a whole bunch of mouthwash and then that's upsetting so he puts his face into the toilet water to get that taste out of his mouth and then he gets trapped in the toilet seat and he's jumping around on that and then he pulls on the chain and that pulls him all the way up and this is an old british toilet of the type that we don't have in america but <laughs> there's this tank up towards the ceiling so it pulls him up there and then something falls into the toilet and it's clogged and it's overflowing and then he's holding onto the tank and it falls over and the pipe breaks and then all of a sudden the, the shower head and the bathtub is going everywhere and it's just chaos boy i can see why you like reading battle scenes a lot more than me because you got way more out of that than i did i was like oh the bathroom is full of water right i don't know why that, i don't know what happened that is the end result yes i mean i knew he did some stuff 
Some things went into it. Yeah. Uh, there's a little expository dialogue downstairs where uh, Jonathan reveals that Judy is, quote unquote, in love with Tony, a <gasps> classmate of hers. Oh, my. And the mother very much wants to meet him. Uh, and Judy is not at all. It cannot be overstated how much this is exactly the family that we hope to have one day <laughs> where Tom is going to be all fussy. And I'm going to be like, let me meet your boyfriend. And like, we'll have an older girl. And she'll be like, Ugh, and we'll have a younger boy. who's like, oi. <laughs> he will. He's going to be Australian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is not from this movie <laughs> right so we'll see how that works out for us yeah uh and then there's you know haha lord grantham says oh mrs bird it's surely not going to rain indoors and then there's an ominous drip of water and uh he goes upstairs pff, water everywhere paddington rides a bathtub all the way down the stairs they have a really cool house it's uh about three or four stories with a spiral staircase yeah. going up the middle very cool he must have a heck of an insurance policy yeah <laughs> Yeah, so Jonathan thought that was amazing. Everybody else, less enthused. Well, they've understood the value of, like, things. (laughs) And also not having your bathtub go down the stairs. (laughs) Right. Paddington sits in the attic where he's staying, writing a letter to his Aunt Lucy. Uh, He says that things are different than they thought. He says that hardly anyone says hello or wears hats. (laughs) Which I liked that. Uh, Well, Aunt Lucy has been very concerned about manners. Yes, and has brought Paddington up to be, you know, a very mannered bear. Mm-hmm. And then another one of the very clever things where they have like a cutaway, like opening up like a dollhouse view of the building that they're all living mm-hmm. in. Uh, and we see that and he describes everybody that the father's a risk analyst. The mother is an illustrator. Uh, and But she's stuck right now because she can't think what her current protagonist looks like. Uh, the daughter is embarrassed all the time. Jonathan is aspiring astronaut and Mrs. Bird can handle anything as we see her starting to weld the bathtub back into place. Also, is it here that they reveal that Judy's quite gifted at languages? She's learning Chinese. She's learning Chinese. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as he's finishing up the letter, Mary comes up and suggests that she has a friend who has an uh, antique store and might be able to learn something from Paddington's hat. So there's a plan. Next, we cut to the museum, which is a giant <gasps> ominous museum, and we get an ominous reveal of our villain, Nicole Kidman. <gasps> That's my impression, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah. Whether dying of tuberculosis or being a villain. <laughs> she is receiving another delivery from the docks that she gets apparently fairly often. It is a monkey uh, that is currently alive but that she wishes to stuff and add to her exhibit of stuffed animals yes the guy also reveals that he saw paw prints and empty marmalade jars and nicole kidman's like marmalade yeah it turns out she has been on the uh, paddington trail for years mm-hmm. or the you know mysterious talking bear trail marmalade bears i think at some point they're cl- like they're classified as marmalade okay. bears fair enough uh, which I, I don't mean to alarm anyone is a fictional species <laughs> right as as we learn when she hurls a knife into the center of a uh, bulletin board full of clippings about these bears uh fun fact nicole kidman learned all kinds of knife tricks for this movie and then uh the producers cut all of that because they <laughs> said it was too scary and i was like more scary then the idea of her murdering and taxidermying a protagonist that we've learned to love. Uh, but they made their choices. Yeah. So it, it all turned out well. Morning at the Browns' house. Uh, pigeons are all gathered around the sunlight uh, eyeing Paddington. They still want that sandwich. <laughs> uh, Lord Grantham is brushing his teeth and Paddington asks why he's using the earbrush on his teeth. And it's hilarious. Although, if you didn't notice, then it's kind of like no harm, no foul. <laughs> right, I understand. But still, it's not what you want to hear. No. Uh, Paddington slides down the banister, uh, vacuums his face uh, with a, a handheld vacuum. A dust buster? Yeah. Although that's a brand name. Right. But that is how I always referred to it. Oh, my. Well, Did you have a Black & Decker? No, we had a generic version, but we called it dust buster. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and when Judy complains about how all her standard cleaning uh, products have been ruined in the recent flooding, he volunteers, or doesn't volunteer, he just licks her face clean, and she is nonplussed. So they head out, uh, and their neighbor, Doctor Who, is uh, <laughs> uh, Peter Capaldi. His real name is Mr. Curry, who yes. is a character from the books. Yeah. 
uh, he is nosy and spying on them and uh, you know, that's just established. He doesn't here. like they have a bear. Yeah. He's troubled. Which I have to say, from like a zoning perspective, <laughs> from a personal safety. But let me, seriously, if you found a talking bear that also was a very kind mannered vegetarian. Right. A like, talking come bear on, man. With, with a hat? Yeah. Like, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all trying to get on the tube. Uh, Paddington has some difficulties, first with the turnstile trying to get in. Then he's concerned about the down escalator. Which, Paddington, you are correct to be traumatized by a down escalator. They're bad news. Yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. So he sees a sign saying the dogs must be carried. So he comes back with a dog to carry on the escalator. <laughs> uh, he makes his way down. Meanwhile, Lord Grantham's going up the other way. And they're like, oh, 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 oh And he falls all the way down to the bottom of the escalator. Uh, the dog owner then very aggrievedly uh, takes his dog back. Also, the CGI is insane. Yeah. Like, life of pie levels of amazing it's, in this movie. It is very good. Because... Paddington is not in the uncanny valley. No. Of animated bears. Yeah. He looks very much of the world. Mm -hmm. He looks like he could coexist with all of these humans. Yeah. And it's remarkable. And he has such fantastic expression. And I mean, Whishaw does such fantastic work. He does. It's amazing. Yeah. So Mary's like, maybe the tube was too much for you, Paddington. Let's just walk to my friend's place. (sighs) So they get to uh, Gruber's antique shop. And a model train brings them in their elevenses, which is yet another meal that isn't a tea, but might be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fun fact. So Mr. Gruber in the books is based on the author's literary agent, Mm -hmm. who was a German Jew who escaped uh, narrowly Mm -hmm. from the Nazi regime. He would have been the youngest judge ever in Germany. Uh, But he found out his name was on a list somewhere Mm -hmm. and was like, "Uh, I got a skedaddle. Yeah. Because I don't want this whole mess. Yeah. Um, and I think in this movie they made him Hungarian or something. I th- I'm, yeah, possibly I can't hard remember. to say. Anyway, but he is in any case a refugee. The, the idea is that he, yes. Yeah. Man, you're right. That ref, and I mean, you have clearly been thinking this the whole time. I will, yeah. But that refugee theme is really threaded through this whole thing. Yeah. Fa- yeah. Yeah. Be kind. Take people in, man. That's right. They might run an antique shop or be a talking bear. <laughs> Indeed. Talking bears make your property values go way up. I mean, after the initial destruction. <laughs> right. right. As long as you got your insurance straightened out. So Gruber starts to look at the hat. Meanwhile, a pickpocket has made his way uh, and picks the pocket of an antiques customer, but then sees Paddington looking at him and uh, drops the wallet on the ground as he runs away. Paddington uh, good-heartedly attempts to return what he believes is that pickpocket's wallet to him, and we get another series of hijinks. Uh, he's chasing him. He winds up on a skateboard, somehow winds up with a police helmet and whistle on his head. Uh, he, uh, latches onto a bus. A double decker bus. A double decker bus, uh, which is, uh, on which is the same guy who he previously stole a dog from. And he's like holding on to the dog's leash that is one of those extender leashes. What are the odds? He ends up, yeah, ends up with an umbrella. So he's like parasailing. Like it's a whole thing. And it is. It's a delight for the senses is what it is. It is. You know, and there's like, and, and like other police come along. They're like, oh, officer in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, and winds up sailing through the air, landing on the pickpocket directly in front of Lucy's school. Judy. Or, yeah, Judy. It's Aunt Lucy. Aunt Lucy. Embarrassed Judy. Judy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and all of Judy's classmates are delighted. So Judy is like, oh, yeah, that is a person. Oh, yeah, name. that's cool Paddington, she says. <laughs> yes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Gruber, so he... Uh, Paddington makes his way back to the antique shop, is applauded by everyone, and Gruber says, while he was away... There's like a lot of people in that antique shop. Like, I've are. been in an antique shop. It's <laughs> never that populated. Well, Maybe you know, they heard where he came from. I think that was it. They were tracing back the hijinks <laughs> to their source. Uh, Which they, is really antique stealing and shopping in a nutshell. Right. Uh, Gruber, uh, apparently confident that this would all work out, took the time to continue examining Paddington's hat and sees the mark of the uh, British Geographer's Guild or whatever it was called uh, and is like, ah, that's where this is from. So they've got a lead. 
<laughs> this is also a great moment that I like. So some security guards are hanging out in their, you know, like security room and they're passing the time, but one of them is quizzing the other on the ingredients in some like candy bar wrapper. <laughs> and it's like, you know, sodium. Oh, I know this. Is it trace amounts? <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. But Nicole Kidman, who is quite talented in this movie, lowers herself from the ceiling, uh, hits both of them with, like, knockout darts, and takes over the security situation, uh, expertly manipulating the camera footage to go back to the previous day. I'm impressed. Yeah. I can't even edit things on my own camcorder. <laughs> right. Which might not even be the thing that we're calling them anymore. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but in any case, she finds uh, Paddington and finds the number of the cab that they drove away in. Back home, Lord Grantham is annoyed by all the fuss, as always. Paddington is in the paper under the headline, It's a Fur Cop. Which is a British saying, a fair cop. Yeah. So, Just, you know, yeah. this is this is the most British movie that ever British. <laughs> like, I'm going to go out there and say it because... Not only is it super British, it's self-aware about its Britishisms, mm-hmm. and it just makes me like love it even more. Yeah. Judy apologizes to Paddington and says that she sees his value now, uh, and they're talking about how uh, Lord Grantham has always been boring and annoying, as Jonathan <laughs> says, but Mrs. Bird says, oh, I remember a different... This is right up there with the flashback and recess the movie, <laughs> which I don't remember if I made you watch. I don't think you did. But there's an amazing flashback and recess the movie where all of their horrible teachers are like hippie flower children in the 60s. Yeah. And that's where I first heard the song Incense and Peppermints. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is very similar. Yeah. Uh, so it cuts back to uh, the parents riding on a motorcycle and woo, and they're all super like, uh, happy and carefree and they're pulling up to the hospital where uh, the mother is about to give birth and they're like we're not gonna let this change this change us right and they're like yeah but then it cut to after the baby is born and lord Hugh Grant- bonneville he's wearing like a beige sweater vest and they come outside and mary's like where's what's this car where's the bike and he's like oh no this is very safe and yeah it's she's like, like a it's beige, so beige. Like, volvo. It's a volvo it's definitely a volvo like Edward Cullen approved <laughs> Volvo. And no, and it, it is hysterically it funny. Is like, oh, no flowers near the babies. Too young for pollen. <laughs> no, it's just, ah, it's so fun to see him be Lord Granthaming it up in a different setting. Yeah, it is. Uh, the kids give Paddington a shower bath, uh, which is, you know, another fun physical time. He says it rains so much in this city. He can't believe that you have actual, like, additional water inside the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they found an old duffel coat that was Jonathan's, before that it was Judy's, and before that was Lord Grantham's. Boy, they sure used to make coats a lot better. They really did. Although I've had the same coat since we moved to California, so it's almost seven years old. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know. But it's not like that's... 45 years old. <laughs> right. Gone through three children. Yeah. Kids are tough on coats. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Lord Grantham agrees that they will try the Geographer's Guild uh, the next day. So we see Nicole Kidman next in the cab that she tracked down. Uh, and the cabbie's like, oh, I get all types, you know, celebrities, musicians, bears, all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole Kidman is like, oh, a bear, eh? Can you tell me more about that? And he's like, oh, no, you know, the cabbie's code. <laughs> I always just like when anybody has a code because it reminds me of the Carney code on The Simpsons, yeah. which, similar to the cabbie code, doesn't actually exist. Right. Uh, Nicole Kidman responds by tying him up, hanging him upside down, and threatening to remove his body parts until he... Which is impressive because from a sheer weight and mass perspective... Yeah. He's got a lot on her, but she's, yeah. you know, she's scrappy, she's agile. She's clearly... She clearly... Let's be clear. She's clearly put in a lot of exercise. She really has. She's worked hard. Yeah. So, kids, if you want to be an evil taxidermist, (laughs) uh, better work out. Mm -hmm. Eat right. Yeah. Be agile. Do a lot of, uh, you know, quickness exercises. I don't know. Sprints? I don't know what you call those. Uh, Agility? Agility. We'll go with agility. We already said agile. Well, here we are. Not to be confused with Atlassian products. (laughs) Hey-oh! They're not sponsoring us. No. So Nicole Kidman's gotten the address and she is spying on Paddington from a nearby phone box. Which is amazing that they still have. It is. But uh, sometimes you just got to roll with it. I had a toffee canister as a child uh, that transformed into a piggy bank. 
shaped like one of those telephone boxes. Well, okay. My mum brought it to me. <laughs> I guess that explains why we have this podcast. <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. That and the bobby hat that she brought us. <laughs> Anyway, Mr. Curry is annoyed because she has been holding up the phone box for too long. 47 minutes. That's right. Uh, so Which, you- granted, that's too long to be almost anywhere. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but he hurls open the door and phew, it is love at first sight for Mr. Curry. Hello. <laughs> it's actually the Lionel Richie. Yeah. Hello. It's not- is it me you're looking for? But, but I just like Adele's. I- Hello. <laughs> like I don't even like Adele. You don't even like the rest of that song. No, like I don't even word. know it. <laughs> what I figured out recently is that the way I feel about the Hamilton soundtrack is the way that like most of America feels about Adele. That's fair. So, you know, whatever makes us all cry at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's Paddington. In sometimes any it's Hamilton. Sometimes <laughs> it's Adele. Yeah. So uh, we go to the Geographer's Guild. Uh, Lord Grantham and Paddington are there. They have a. We should clarify: it's love at first sight only on yes. Doctor Who's behalf. Nicole Kidman sees a tool that she can use. Exactly. Yes. Like this is not a healthy or honest partnership. Correct. Good point. Uh, the, yeah. So the dominating factor of the Ge- Geographers Guild is pneumatic tube system running everywhere, which also <sighs> integrated with computers. It's kind of an odd system. Well, but computers were like an MS DOS system from 1983, right? So, which actually sounds a lot like Geographers. <laughs> I suppose that's true. Uh, but in any case, the secretary there says that that guild has never been to Peru, uh, and they're like, uh, "Can we check in the archive?" And they're like, uh, "No." Although, kind of like fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, considering what happens eventually. Right. But that's the situation. Meanwhile, Paddington has snuck off into an elevator where there's a conveniently abandoned cleaning cart. Uh, Lord Grantham goes over and, uh, first of all, he is like, Paddington, are you sure that there was this explorer? Are you sure you weren't just making this up? And Paddington gives him a hard <gasps> stare. Oh, my goodness. And it is so effective. Yeah. I was like, whatever you want, Paddington. I'll help you. I mm-hmm. love you. Stop being sad and angry. Yeah. So Lord Grantham not only agrees to help him with this incursion into the Geographer's Guild oh, archive. They deploy the full Mrs. Doubtfire strategy. That's right. He is dresses up as a cleaning lady using means that are unspecified. But, yeah. Like why would a cleaning lady just leave her whole situation there? Right. But anyway. But that's, that's fine. Uh, a guard flirts with her, the new lady. Okay. So this is the part that I don't like. Okay. But it is later, I think, okay. settled, which yes. we'll get to. But it's just like, ugh. Like, why is it always, you know, sexual harassment that happens all the time to yeah. women? Even when they're actually Hugh Bonneville. I, yeah. He's clearly a man. Yeah. He's not even doing, like, a women's voice or anything. No, he's not. He's not trying that hard so, at all. So, I mean, I guess in that way, the joke's on the guard. I don't know. Yeah. The joke is certainly meant to be on the guard. Yes. I'll say that. So they get to a computer terminal using their disguise, and they're finding that there's various records. Some of them have been destroyed. Amazing that they have no password protection. Yeah, it is. Uh, but you know what? It's That's the sort of thing. That, or, you know, they might have just had their password on a post-it note on their desk. Yeah, Like that point. sort of thing. It drives IT people crazy. Uh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> that's why I've had to change my, like, Sally Mae or whatever Navient now student loans password <laughs> literally, like, 47 times <laughs> yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, the guard comes back because he realizes he did not check the pass of the cleaning lady. He has one job. That's right. And he failed to do it. Uh, and he comments that uh, it's a very old picture, lost a lot of weight, had a, a mole removed or some other facial blemish. And also he's like, I see you also grew that arm back. Which no ID photo would show that. Well, this one apparently does. They take things seriously at the Geographer's Guild. Uh, but Hugh Bonneville is like, oh, no, that's a fake arm and uh, does a very good job of convincing this guard that his real arm is a fake arm. Because he sticking with a pin. Yeah. And Hugh Bonneville does not react. So, you know, well done. He takes her for the team on well, that Well, he one. was a motorcyclist. Yeah, that's true. He's probably learned a lot about enduring pain. He has gotten some road rash. So the guard is mollified, uh, so, and Paddington has found something, so they are hurriedly trying to put everything back, all the tubes back, uh, but sadly, a tube-shaped sandwich gets put into the tube. So they've been making Paddington, uh, marmalade sandwiches on French baguettes. He says earlier, oh, this French sandwich is very exotic. <laughs> yeah. 
So it ends up in the tube system. The tube system not designed to handle this, uh, and chaos ensues. And random papers are just flying everywhere, which didn't seem like that was what was in the tubes. Right. But you know what? It's a good effect. Let's let it go. It works out fine. Well, not for the well, not for geographers, the geographers guild. guild. No, but they got what they They're needed. They're in quite a pickle, and they make a clean getaway. So Nicole Kidman chats with Mr. Curry about the bear situation he's dealing with, and warns about that there's just going to be they're just going to be everywhere and just getting fur and all the trains. It's and about gentrification. It is, and also immigration. Yeah, and plays on his fears of change mm-hmm. and convinces him that this is just the first bear in a horde of bears. So that he will help her. Even out. though Paddington's already said that he's a very rare bear. Yeah. There's not very many of them left. It's true. Meanwhile, at home, the family watches what they got from the Geographer's Guild, which is the newsreel that we saw at the beginning. Uh, and there's a nice little thing where Paddington sees and gets very homesick and like walks through the screen and I sees. I hope in the sequel they all go to Darkest Peru. Uh, That's you know, what I hope. Okay. And they go meet Aunt Lucy. Anyway. That seems like a reasonable way to go. You know? Spoiler alert. Everyone lives. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Paddington writes to his Aunt Lucy again, filling him, filling her in. And uh, so the next morning, they're all heading out on various tasks. Uh, oh, and they learned that Montgomery Clyde is the explorer's name. Yes. That's the key piece of information they get. So the family's heading out on various tasks the next morning. They decide that they can leave Paddington. Eh, wrong. Like, don't. I would have to know someone like really, 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 really well, mm-hmm. even as an adult person, to let them be alone in my house yeah. when I wasn't there. Yeah. But and like, anyway, okay. And this is like a confused bear. Right. But they who's make. Who's already flooded their back. Like, <laughs> it's more that he's already caused untold destruction. Yeah. So, you know, clearly a poor decision, but that's what they do. Like, get a bear sitter. They- well, and like. Mrs. Uh, Bird is like, I have to go replenish our marmalade supply. And it's like, why can't Mrs. Brown just get that marmalade? That's like, look, you're both going the same place. This is just how the narrative needs to go, Kelly. Okay, fine. So, uh, Mr. Curry sees that they're leaving without Paddington and calls up Nicole Kidman using code names that he has made up that she is very annoyed by, but <laughs> tells her the situation. Uh, so she comes over. Uh, he has changed into a very fancy suit by the time she arrives. <laughs> Meanwhile, Paddington, who's been looking through the telephone book for uh, Clyde's that might be Montgomery Clyde. I forgot to say how they redeemed the cross-dressing. Oh, right. Because when they're watching the film reel, Paddington's explaining how they got it and saying that, you know, Mr. Brown had to dress up like a woman. And he said, oh, it wasn't a dress. It was more of a house coat, really. It was very <laughs> liberating. So he had a very open-minded approach. He did, yeah. To being gender fluid for an afternoon. That's right. Uh, so Paddington rips the telephone book and he's like, well, there's no problem. I'll just tape this back into place. Uh, long story short, he ends up getting like covered in tape. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Nicole Kidman is pulling a whole Tom Cruise thing, lowering herself down. Ironico. <laughs> That's right. Uh, from the ceiling through the stairwell uh, in an attempt to kidnap Paddington. Paddington's trying to reach the phone while being covered in tape because it's ringing. Uh, and so Nicole Kidman's darts miss. Uh, many things happen in a row at this point, which result in a fire being started in the kitchen. Like, too many things to even name. But it that's was a, the end result. This was the most Rube, Goldbeer, Rube Goldbergian thing that happened. Yeah, it definitely was. But the end result is Nicole Kidman, who Paddington only saw while she was wearing a gas mask... And a snakeskin jumpsuit. Yeah. Uh, makes a clean getaway. Paddington is okay, but the kitchen's on fire. So, the family comes home to the smoldering remains of their kitchen. Uh, Paddington attempts to explain that a half-elephant, half-snake was responsible for the fire, and the family is somewhat understandably skeptical about that story. Uh, so the mom and the dad are arguing about what to do about this. Lord Grantham obviously is like, let's go with my original plan of no bears in this house. <laughs> uh, and he says that the worst part is that he Paddington wouldn't even tell them the truth about what happened and they can't even trust him. This is my least favorite example of dramatic irony. Yeah. Uh, and Paddington, meanwhile, can hear all this through the pipes. Uh, and so he decides that he has got to go. So he leaves, uh, he walks through the streets, which are, of course, dark and rainy. Uh, he hangs out with a uh, uh, beefeater or guardsman, tower, uh, yeoman of the guard? I don't know. 
Uh, it's just the guards at Buckingham Palace. Sure. Just guards. Some of them are beef eaters. I don't know. I don't know either. I thought um, some of them were vegetarians. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some of them are. Uh, who hilariously has an entire meal in his hat. Well, because Paddington gets out his emergency marmalade sandwich. Oh, <laughs> just when it's getting sad, here comes them pigeons. <laughs> That's right. But then, it's a marmalade joke. But then the beef eater is like, here is a whole triple-decker sandwich, uh, a plate of petty force, and a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Because they have giant hats. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but those, it, like, historically were made out of bearskins. Mm. Uh, it may have been called bearskins. And oh. so, like, the IMDb trivia is like, Paddington wouldn't have been so keen for that picnic any known. And I'm like, <laughs> it was pretty sad and hungry. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, like take, that bear might have had a good life. Take a free picnic. It's also a very liberal definition of picnic. <laughs> well, right. So Mary reads the note that Paddington left, and everybody's, you know, kind of down about it. But Lord Grantham says, you know, this is all really for the best. But Mrs. Bird says, you don't understand. This family needed Paddington as much as he needed us. That wee bear. Yeah. Anytime an old British lady uses the word we, an angel gets its wings. Yeah. We with two E's, not <laughs> one. That would be too many angels getting too many wings. Right. Yeah, so she is she is more northern than the rest of the family, whatever yes. her relationship is, in any case. So Paddington goes around London visiting all the M. Clydes from the phone book. Uh, meanwhile, we see Mary describing Paddington to the cops, and this is my favorite thing of the whole thing, where it's like, he's about three foot six and uh, wearing a coat, uh, yes. Oh, and he's a bear. And the cop's like, eh, that's not much to go on. <laughs> <laughs> and it kills me. Uh, we see just a little visual thing. There's a tree painted on the wall along the stairs, and we see all the leaves blowing away in the sadness of this moment in the film. Uh, the very last house that Paddington gets to tells him, no, 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 get out of here, and it's very sad. But wait, it was the wrong house. The number had fallen so that the six had turned into a nine. The actual house is across the street. Uh, and that house is the house of Montgomery Clyde, but sadly, it is also the house of Nicole Kidman. Boo! Right. Uh, who we now learn is the, or at some point in the next few scenes learn, is the daughter of mm-hmm. Montgomery Clyde. So she puts Paddington in a van, which is a taxidermist van. But it says taxi, but then when she closes it, it says taxidermist. <laughs> this is the best movie, you guys! It is. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Curry comes along with a bunch of dead flowers that he found. He said they were taped to a lamppost <laughs> and waste not, what not. That's my favorite gag yeah. in the whole thing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is at this point that Mr. Curry realizes Nicole Kidden's plan. He thought that she was just sending the bear back to Peru and he was okay and with that. And he just says regular Peru. Right. Yeah. Uh, but now he realizes the full depths of her villainy. Uh, so he places an anonymous call <laughs> to the ground, <laughs> which Lord Grantham sees through immediately in another hilarious moment. And he tells moment. the family, he's like, oh, it's Mr. Curry doing a silly voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and lets them know where Paddington is. So it's the museum. And Nicole Kidman explains to Paddington. She's a supervillain. Yeah. This is a superhero movie. Yeah. And Paddington is our superhero, and his superpower is eating marmalade. That's right. Uh, so she explains her whole evil motivation and plan, and she says, look at all these exhibits, uh, but there's nothing here for my father because he didn't bring back any specimens. And it cuts to the uh, like his report when he came back from Darkest Peru to the guild, and he's like, oh, I didn't bring any specimens. They're not just ordinary bears. And they're all like, no specimens! And he says that they, you know, are sentient and they are cultured. Right. But they say, oh, do they drink tea? Do they play cricket? <laughs> That's no culture I ever heard of. And the head uh, geographer is played by Julian from As Time Goes By. Mm-hmm. Who? Has- no, I'm sorry. Alistair? No. Al- Alistair. Yeah? No, I think Alistair might have been the daughter's boyfriend. Anyway, okay. he's the main old dude. Right. From maybe... I don't know. Yeah. I, it's been too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he's the main geographer. And yeah. so they're like, oh, well, you're out of the geographer's goal. They rip off his, like, metal. And then he's like, geographers, turn your backs. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It is great. Uh, you know, but 
present is a child, Nicole Kidman, who is very traumatized by this. And the fact that her father then only went on to manage a petting zoo. Yeah. So that is the motivation for all of this. But now she feels that with this new exhibit, her father's legacy and therefore her own will finally be restored. And she unveils the case that she is planning to put Paddington's stuffed body in. Like, again, knife throwing was her problem. Right? <laughs> and she put him in there. Like, you know, the imagined thing that they flash is him with his hat, but not his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uncivilized. Yeah. Uh, Paddington tries to run, but she hits him with one of her darts. Civilized. That's what he said about the bears. Yeah. yeah. Not cultured. Right, 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 right. It's a fine distinction. Yeah. The family arrives at the museum, but it's locked, and, and Lord Grantham's like, oh, it's like a fortress. Uh, but then they remember, and this, we didn't get into this earlier, but the mother earlier said that she was going to be going down into the sewers to research her illustrations and asked if Judy would like to bring her boyfriend along. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, at this point, Judy remembers this and is like, oh, you said that you can get anywhere with the sewers. And she was like, aha, you're right. So that's their plan to get into the museum. Meanwhile, Mrs. Bird finds her way to the security, uh, like, booth or whatever. Man, if it were not for incompetent security guards, no movie anywhere would have a plot. (laughs) Yeah. So she, uh, like, seeks shelter there and then starts proposing a drinking contest and uh, bullies the security guard into accepting and they drink like two bottles of liquor yeah it's amazing it's a lot of liquor meanwhile the family is sneaking through does she just always carry those with her like in case she needs to beguile someone i think in case she wants a drink Mm. (laughs) Mm. in any case uh, we'll we'll leave her problems aside Uh, the family is snuck into the museum, but they can't get into the administrative area. Uh, but Lord Grantham is like, aha, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sneak out onto the <gasps> ledge and like make my way over, th- you know, like through this precarious route and mm-hmm. make it into a window onto that, into that area. So he is, you know, clearly much less risk averse than he was before. Yeah. Uh, the security guard is about to find out about this. This is where Bird pulls out her second bottle of liquor. Uh, and then Lord Grantham sees Paddington. Paddington wakes up as he's hearing his name called. Uh, and at this point, oh, they also shut down the power uh, on their trip in. So that's why Nicole Kidman isn't by Paddington. She's gone off to turn it back on. So when she turns it back on, on she sees that there's been intruders. She activates some kind of lockdown. Doors are closing. Uh, Paddington makes it through one door, but she keeps chasing him into like the boiler room. And she's like, there's no way out. Uh, but he sees a couple dust busters and the chimney of the boiler. And he's like, aha. So he uses the dust busters as like suction cups to start making his way up the chimney. This is where we get the Mission Impossible theme, which they could not get the rights to the original recording for, so they had to record their own version. Yeah. Thus, the vagaries of content acquisition. <laughs> my apologies. I do that for my day job, and I find it very exciting <laughs> yes. when I find things have gone amiss. <laughs> That's right. Uh, meanwhile, he shouts out his predicament in Bear. Judy, who has been learning Bear and can pronounce his name, unlike anybody else, uh, find, f- uh, realizes what's going on. She's like, okay, let's go to the roof to meet him up at the top of the chimney. Uh, Paddington, first one dustbuster loses battery, and then the other one is very much losing it. He climbs up, he makes one last jump, doesn't quite catch on, but <gasps> the family catches him Hooray! just before he falls. Hey, Paddington's safe! Yes. Ish. Right. Except Nicole Kidman has made it to the roof. Uh, and she Very is, evil in practical shoes. Yes. Uh, so they have their confrontation and Lord Grantham is like, no, he says something about him being family. And she's like, family, he's not even your same species. And he's like, no, he is our family. Uh, and I'm, I'm cutting it short, but it's a very solid. It's a very moving monologue. It is a very moving monologue. Um, again, we told you not to listen to this and rewatch this movie. Right. Uh, but Paddington is like, no, let me come forward. Uh, and he's like, he realizes he sees some pigeons around. He's like, aha, I have a plan. So he pulls out his marmalade sandwich. He asks for that as his last request. But then he throws it towards Nicole Kidman and all pigeons all start swarming around her, pushing back towards the precipice. But she's like, oh, I made it. I didn't fall over. Then, despite her shoes. Right. Then a trap door suddenly opens up right in front of her, knocking her over. And it's Mrs. Bird (laughs) who is drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Old drunk people, a staple of British cinema. (laughs) That's right. 
Uh, Nicole Kidman, lest you be concerned, catches onto a flagpole and is, you know, hovering there. So she doesn't die, but and she, she tells Julie Wadger, you better watch where you're going! <laughs> Which is just not enough anger even. Yeah. Uh, so she is foiled. Back home, the leaves on the tree are blooming again. It is marmalade day. Everybody's making marmalade. Uh, and we see Aunt Lucy in her home for retired bears reading the latest letter. Uh, we learn that Nicole Kidman has been sentenced to community service at a petting zoo. Which she says she would prefer anything else. Yeah. Uh, mom finally meets Tony and it's, that's another hilarious. That's exactly how I'm going to be as a mom because <laughs> Judy's like, mom, you're not gonna, you know, touch him or say anything or cry. Or cry. <laughs> and as soon as she sees him, she bursts into tears and hugs him and says, welcome to the family, <laughs> which is pretty much what I do to everyone I meet. Yeah. So <laughs> Look sorry, out. future child. That's right. Uh, meanwhile, Jonathan and Lord Grantham are building a giant unsafe rocket. Which we didn't mention. Jonathan wants to be an astronaut. Yes. And so that's like his character. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And and Hugh Bonneville has previously been like, you're not doing that because it's too risky. Right. And he's built amazing things out of the educational toys he was permitted. Yes. That's the other thing he does. And then they just have a joyous snowball fight out front and it's a delight. It really is. Yeah. It is the best movie you guys it it's so great mm-hmm. it makes me feel so good every time i see it yeah 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 it's, yeah again. we laugh we cry we watch it again it's our heartiest recommendation it's amazing yeah. and we like it very 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 much mm-hmm. oh and we forgot that when hugh bonneville is being very heroic as he is about to go out the window he dips oh, mrs right. brown for a big kiss and then in a the moment she has a flash and she's like oh you are the hero of my book yeah. so yeah. anyway everybody's problems were solved that's right except possibly tony's <laughs> uh but yeah that is the movie oh my gosh we like it so much we and we hope that you all liked it as much because we really liked talking about it for you we did i told tom before we did this i was like i don't even want to do a podcast <laughs> i just want to go to every podcast listener's house and hug them <laughs> yeah uh so we hope you're feeling that in this yeah. holiday season and if you're not feeling it watch paddington and you will feel it yeah yeah uh yeah so until next time up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs. luncheon out